أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ويا قومي and all my people لا يجرمنكم do not let it cause you لا يجرمنكم from the root letters جيم را ميم what is جرم crime and remember we learned this word earlier in surah al-ma'idah ولا يجرمنكم شنآن قوم and don't let the enmity of a people make you transgress So, لَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ What does it mean? Don't let it urge you. Don't let it cause you. Cause you to do something bad. Don't let what urge you? شِقَاقِي My dissension. What is شِقَاق? A rift. Division. So, شِقَاق is from شَقَّة. And شَقَّة is what? To split. So, for example, you have a plate. A dish. It's together. It's one round circle plate. But if it falls on the table, it falls on the ground, what's going to happen? It's going to split. And sometimes it will split into two pieces. Now something that was one, now with a rift, with a separation, what happened? It turned into two. This is what shiqaq is. Division. Difference. When there's a difference of opinion amongst people such that the two are on the opposite ends of the spectrum completely. They have completely different viewpoints. So over here he says, that just because you think differently from me, or just because you don't like me, just because you hate me, don't let this hatred, don't let this difference make you so stubborn that you don't even listen to what I have to tell you And you just oppose me for the sake of opposing me. You see, when we don't like somebody, think about someone whom you don't like. I mean, whom you don't really get along with 100%. Or all the time, you don't get along with them. What happens? If they tell you something, do you always welcome their feedback? Or do you hear it with caution? With caution. And your first reaction is always, no, they're not right. I am right. They are wrong. And even if they are right, even if what they're saying makes sense, you'll find an excuse or a reason to defend yourself and to negate them. Does it happen with us? Or no? You guys are too good. I mean, it happens all the time. That just because we have a bias towards somebody, we don't get along with them 100%, we just differ from them for the sake of differing from them. We differ from them just because we don't like them. And this is something really, really sad. Because who's suffering? We are suffering then. Because the other person might be telling us something that's right. So for example, there might be a teacher whom you don't get along with. From the first day of class, you've always disliked her. Hmm? So what happens? She tells you that, you know what? You better do your readings, otherwise you're not going to do that well on your test. So what do you say? You're like, in your heart, you're right. I never do my readings. I know what to do. I know how to pass a test. And she always has a problem against me. Of course, I never do anything right. And you grumble on. But then if you think about it, analyze what she said. Do your readings. Doesn't that make sense? Isn't that a good piece of advice? Isn't that a good thing to say? Of course. Isn't that beneficial for you? But if you don't do your readings, just in opposition to your teacher, tell me who's going to suffer. Is she going to be fired? No. Who's going to suffer? You're going to suffer. 
So Shu'aib he advises the people that لَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شِقَاقِي Don't let your dissension from me cause you to أَنْ يُصِيبَكُمْ That it reaches you مِثْلُ Similar to مَا that which أَصَابَ It reached قَوْمَ نُوحٍ The people of Nuh أو قَوْمَ هُودٍ Or the people of Hud أو قَوْمَ صَالِح Or the people of Salih وَمَا قَوْمُ لُوطٍ مِّنْكُمْ بِبَعِيدٍ And the people of Lut are not at all far from you. Meaning, don't oppose me for the sake of opposing me. Because this might make you end up in a similar situation as the people of Nuh, the people of Hud, the people of Salih, the people of Lut. Because look at what happened to them. They opposed their messengers. And what happened? What was their result? They were punished. So in other words, he's telling them, that don't do me a favor, do a favor to yourself. Listen to my message, not for my benefit, but for your own good. Do yourself a favor, do good to yourself. وَاسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ And seek forgiveness from your Lord. ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ Then repent to Him. إِنَّ رَبِّي رَحِيمٌ وَدُودٌ Indeed, my Lord is merciful and loving. He is merciful and He is wadud. Who is wadud? Wadud is one who loves from wood. And wood is love. What kind of love is this? Deep love. Intense love. More than hub. Hub is love. And wood is more than just love. Now, why is this name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentioned here? That my Lord is loving. Have you ever disobeyed, let's say your mom? And I'm sure you have. Everyone does it. Everyone makes mistakes. But then what happens when you go and apologize to her? Sincerely, you apologize to her. Does she say to you, No, get away from me. I'm not going to listen to you. I don't accept this apology. What's the reaction of a loving mother? What does she do? It's okay, come here my love. Right? And she'll give you a hug and she'll comfort you and both of you are just crying and crying. Right? Who accepts your apology? Who? Someone who loves you. Someone who loves you will accept your apology. Will accept you even if you've done the worst, the worst mistakes. Even if you have hurt them. Even if you have insulted them and humiliated them and embarrassed them. But because they love you, they will always receive you with open arms. You go to them in a desperate situation, in a desperate state, they're not going to refuse you. And this is an evidence that they truly love you. They truly love you. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He is wadud. He is one who loves a lot. Who does He love? His servants. Which is why, if there is a person who's been committing the worst crime of associating partners with Allah, if he goes to Allah and he says, Ya Allah, I'm sorry, he does istighfar, he does tawbah in his life, then what will happen? Will Allah not accept him? He will. Because he is wadud, he is loving. And he forgives his servants when they're sincere in their repentance. Think about the story of that man who committed a hundred murders. I mean, that story just blows your mind. A hundred murders? I mean, if we find out about somebody who has killed a hundred cats, what will we think? Killed a hundred cats? Seriously? I don't even want to know who that person is. If they come in front of you, you're going to like do something to them. Even if they apologize. People are not that forgiving. 
But that person committed a hundred murders. He went to Allah doing tawbah. And what did he find? Forgiveness and acceptance. Forgiveness and acceptance. Look at people like Abu Sufyan, Khalid ibn Walid radiallahu anhu. Amazing! Look at the kind of things that they did in Jahiliyyah. But when they went to their Lord, seeking His forgiveness, doing tawbah, they found Allah to be merciful and loving. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala accepted them, forgave them their sins. And look at this beautiful introduction of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Shuraib a.s. is giving to His people. Unfortunately, when we tell people about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what is one of the first things that we mention? Hellfire and justice and Aziz. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is very mighty. These are all very true facts. They're 100% accurate. But someone who has been doing something wrong, you don't keep threatening them because they're going to not listen to you anymore. What is necessary? That you encourage them. And how do you encourage someone? By giving them hope. And these names of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that He is Rahim, He is Wadud, they give a lot of hope to a servant. Then it doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter how your life has been. You know that you'll be accepted. You have the guts to go and seek forgiveness. So he says, Inna Rabbi Rahimun Wadud. Qalu they said, Ya Shu'aibu, O Shu'aib, ma nafqahu. We don't understand. Nafqahu from fiqh. What is fiqh? Understanding. They said, O Shu'aib, we don't understand kathiran a lot, much, mimma of that which the qulu you say. A lot of things that you say, we really don't understand them. We really don't get them. We don't get it. What are you saying? What are you trying to tell us? We don't see the logic in it. We don't see how it makes sense. We don't see how this is practical. You're telling us to be fair in al-mikyal, in mizan, in wazan, and all of that. How is that possible? We don't understand you. Now, the things that you've read over here, that Shu'ayb told his people, are they really difficult to understand? Are they difficult to understand or are they simple, clear statements? They're simple and clear. I mean, these concepts are very simple, very basic. Even a child will understand that if you're supposed to measure something, you're supposed to measure to the full, to the top. Not half, not three quarters, but top, full. Even little children will understand this concept. But they said, Oh Shu'aib, we do not understand what you say. What are you talking about? We don't get you. We don't understand you. Shu'aib is known as Khatib al-Anbiya. Who is Khatib? Someone who gives a khutbah, a lecture. Khatib al-Anbiya. He was the best. He was the best of the prophets when it came to speech, when it came to khutbah. How? Clear, to the point, wouldn't give up, firm, consistent. So Shu'aib was Khatib al-Anbiya. And his message, if that is not being understood, I mean that kind of doesn't make sense. So what's going on here? Shu'aib was he really telling them about complicated concepts that didn't make sense? No, he was telling them things that did make sense. So what was the problem here? The thing is that when someone thinks very differently from you, 
Okay? When someone thinks very, very differently from you, then there develops a distance between you and them. There is a gap. And because of that, what happens is that they're talking about one thing and you misunderstand. You tell them something and they misunderstand you. Has it ever happened with you that you're talking to somebody who speaks a different language, they understand a little bit of yours and you understand their language because that's your mother tongue. And you're talking to them, you're telling them and they completely misunderstand what you've said. They misunderstand your tone of voice and they represent it completely differently. And you're like, no, that's not what I meant. I meant something completely different. Why this big misunderstanding? Because of the gap. Many times it happens, parents and children. Parents are on one planet and children are on another planet. Or let me give you another example. Women come from Mars and men from Venus or vice versa. I don't remember. But anyway, what does that mean? That both are very different. They think differently. Their minds work differently. Their goals are different. And when there's so much difference in people, it kind of gets difficult to be on the same page. Even communication becomes challenging. So over here, Shaibarasana was talking about something very simple, very basic, clear to the point. But because these people, their focus was the dunya, and Shaibarasalam, he was calling them to akhirah. What he was telling them didn't make sense to them at all. What he was telling them did not make sense to them at all. That what do you mean? How can we leave this? How can we not do this anymore? If we change our ways, we're going to suffer so much financially. You understand? And many times it happens these days also. When you tell somebody that no, this is a part of my religion. Or this is something that I'm not allowed to do in my religion. They look at you strange. They're like, how is that possible? What are you talking about? Like I remember once my husband and I, we went somewhere. And um, there's this lady and she's just looking at us. She's like, you guys look really young and you guys are Muslim. And what's going on here? So she's like, are you guys married? And we're like, yeah. And she's like, but you guys are so young. Why are you married already? Enjoy your life. You guys are so young. She could not understand why we got married early. She couldn't comprehend it. She just couldn't. It didn't make sense to her. We learned about homosexuality earlier. And someone who strongly believes in it, that no, this is my natural way, this is how I am, this is who I am, this is what defines me, this is how I feel happy. I mean, you tell them that no, it's not allowed in Islam, will it make sense to them? You can give them every logical evidence. Will they get it? They don't get it. They don't understand. Why? Because their focus is what? Dunya. Their focus is, I want to have fun now. I want to do what I feel like doing. Nobody restrict me. Nobody tell me that I'm not allowed to do this and I'm not allowed to do that. Whereas in our religion, Islam, what is the first thing? Submission to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because when you submit to Allah, then everything makes sense. When you realize this dunya is temporary, this dunya is a place of test, akhirah is the home of shahawat, jannah is the home of pleasures, then everything makes sense to you. 
So these people, they couldn't comprehend what Shu'aib was telling them. They could not see the logic of what he was telling them to do. And they threatened him then. وَإِنَّا لَنَرَاكَ فِينَا ضُعِيفًا And indeed we see you amongst us as weak. We see that you're very weak. We don't see you as you know, someone who's got a lot of power in society. You're not that well off compared to us. You don't have that much power compared to us. وَلَوْ لَا رَهْطُكَ And if it was not for your رَهْط لَرَجَمْنَاكَ Surely we would have stoned you to death. Meaning we would have finished you. We would have gotten rid of you long time ago. But we only spare you today out of respect for your رَهْط. What is رَهْط? Family. The clan of a person. So remember that a tribe is like a big, big family. A subsection of that is a clan. Many clans make up a tribe. So they said, if it was not for your رَهْط, your clan, your family, we would have gotten rid of you a long time ago. And they said, وَمَا أَنْتَ عَلَيْنَا بِعَزِيزٍ And you are not at all near us, Aziz. Who is Aziz? Someone who is powerful. Meaning we can still get rid of you. We don't find it difficult. But we're only sparing you out of respect for your family. And Aziz also means powerful. So you're not at all powerful compared to us. We can easily finish you off. Now you see, Shu'aib salam he had something that the Prophet ﷺ also had. And what was that? A strong family support. It was a strong family support. The Prophet ﷺ also had that support from his family. So for example, Abu Talib, his uncle, he was one of the chiefs of Quraysh. Even though he didn't believe in Muhammad ﷺ as a messenger, but yet we see that he supported him. And because of his support, the mushrikeen, they weren't able to touch the Prophet ﷺ with any harm. They were always fearful. There are these verses of poetry that Abu Talib said. He said to the Prophet ﷺ, "Wallahi lan yasilu ilayka bi jam'ihim hatta uwassad fi at-turab dafinan fasda' bi amrik ma 'alayka ghadadatun wa abshir bi dhaka wa qarra minhu 'uyuna." He said, "By Allah, they will never be able to harm you even with their great numbers." There's so many, still they will never be able to harm you until I am buried under the soil. Meaning as long as I'm walking on the earth, as long as I'm alive, I will not let them touch you with any harm. And he said, so proclaim your message. Go ahead and carry on your work. Do it openly and give good news to the people and also satisfy their eyes, meaning make them happy. Deliver this message to whoever you want and whoever accepts it, good for them. But basically from these verses, what are we learning? That Abu Talib, he gave his full support to the Prophet ﷺ. And because of that support, the mushrikeen could not harm him. Likewise, Shu'aib also, he had the support of his family. And his people didn't dare harm him out of respect for his family. Now if you had such backing, such support, what would you think? That yes, my family is so important. They're everything to me. But what is the response of Shu'aib Qala, He said, Ya qawmi, O my people, Arahti is my family, A'azzu alaykum, more respected to you? Meaning, you have more respect for my family, min Allahi than Allah? You won't harm me because you have respect for my family. But think about it. Whose messenger am I? Whose message am I conveying to you? 
Who should you be more conscious of? You don't care about Allah? You care about people? وَاتَّخَذْتُمُوهُ And you have taken him. Meaning Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What, what rank do you give him? Meaning, how do you think about Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala? That you have put him وَرَاءَكُمْ behind yourselves. ظِهْرِيَّةٌ In neglect. ظِهْرِيَّةٌ is from the root letters. ظَهْرَ ظَهْرَ What is ظَهْرَ? Back. And ظِهْرِيَّةٌ is that which is put behind your back. When you put something behind your back, are you going to see it? Are you going to remember it? No. What is in front of you, you will remember. You'll be able to do it. So what he means over here is that you have neglected and forgotten Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. You don't give importance to Him. Rather you give importance to people. But remember that inna Rabbi bima ta'maluna muhit. Indeed, my Lord is with whatever that you're doing. Muhit, all encompassing. What power do people have? My family, all of them can die. What strength do they have? But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He can encompass all of you. In fact, He does encompass you with whatever that you do, meaning you are fully in His control. Waya qawmi, and all my people, i'malu ala makanatikum. Go ahead and work on your position. Makana, position. Meaning, go ahead, carry on, do what you want. I've done my part. Inni amil, indeed I am also amil, meaning I am also working. I will continue to deliver the message, and you can continue to disbelieve, and you can continue to oppose me, and you can continue to carry on in your unfair ways of business. Go ahead. You know, it's like if you tell somebody to do something, they don't listen. You tell them again, they don't listen. You try in another way, you try in a different way. They don't get it. So what do you do at the end? What do you do? No, I will go, fine, do whatever you want. Do whatever you want. And then we'll see what happens. Because many times when you're advising somebody, what do you do? You give them your own example. You give them other people's examples. Learn a lesson. Learn a lesson. But when they're not willing to accept your advice, what do you say to them? That fine, don't learn a lesson from other people's examples. Go ahead, suffer yourself, and then you will realize. But in this dunya, you see, if you suffer, then there's always a chance to make up for it. But with respect to the matter of the akhirah, you cannot experiment. You can't say, okay, when I die, then I'll see. No, no, once you die, you're not coming back. With respect to your exams in this dunya, you can say, okay, I'll see how the test is. And if I fail, you know what? I'll try it again. But you cannot do this with respect to the akhirah. So he said, وَيَا قَوْمِ اعْمَلُوا عَلَى مَكَانَتِكُمْ إِنِّي عَامِلُ سَوْفَ تَعْلَمُونَ Soon you will know, مَنْ يَأْتِيهِ عَذَابٌ يُخْزِيهِ مَنْ To whom? يَأْتِيهِ It will come. عَذَابٌ A punishment. يُخْزِيهِ That will disgrace him. وَمَنْ هُوَ كَاذِبٌ And who is the liar? Time will tell. The future will show us who the real liar is and who is it that will be disgraced by a humiliating punishment. Because you see, they look down on Shu'ayb salam. They said, we don't think you're a man of any nobility. We don't think that you're aziz. You're not respectable to us at all. We don't give any importance to you. So Shu'ayb salam said, okay, fine. Let's see what happens. To whom the punishment that is disgracing and humiliating will come upon. وَارْتَقِبُوا And wait. إِنِّي مَعَكُمْ رَقِيبٌ Indeed I am with you. 
waiting. Meaning, let's see and wait what happens. وَلَمَّا جَاءَ أَمْرُنَا Then when our command came, which command? Of punishment. نَجَّيْنَا شُعَيْبًا We rescued Shu'ayb a.s. وَالَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مَعَهُ And those people who believed with him. بِرَحْمَةٍ مِنَّا With special mercy from us. وَأَخَذَتِ الَّذِينَ ظَلَمُوا And it seized who? Those people who did zulm. What seized them? الصَّيْحَةُ What is الصَّيْحَةُ the loud scream, the loud blast. And sometimes this word is also used for an earthquake. Because you see, when there is an earthquake, a tremor, then there is a lot of screaming, there is a lot of noise. So asayha sees them. فَأَصْبَحُوا So they became in the morning, فِدِيَارِهِمْ In their homes, jathimin As ones fallen prone. That's how they were in the morning, fallen on their faces, motionless, dead. They had previously inhabited that place. And they considered that it was theirs. But that same earth, it shook them off. That same earth, it shook and they died. As if they had never dwelt therein. يغنو from غنية. Ghaniya means to be rich and also ghaniya bil makan means to inhabit a place, to live in a place, to stay in a place for a long time. So for example, your home where you live, what are you doing over there? This is ghaniya bil makan. Okay? So ka'allam yaghnaw fiha as if they had never lived there, meaning there was no trace of life. No trace of life. Everything got ruined in a way as if those people never existed before. Unquestionably, away with Madian, meaning may they be away, far removed from Allah's mercy. Just as Thamud were far removed from Allah's mercy. Meaning their end was similar to the end of the people of Thamud. Their fate, their result was the same. Why? Because they opposed their messengers in the same way. You see over here, Shu'ib warned them that be careful, you might have the same result as the people of Nuh, as the people of Thamud and Lut, and so on and so forth. So every messenger, he warned his people by reminding them, by telling them of the past nations. And you see, this nation, the people of Madian, they were near to the people of Thamud, in place and also in time. Meaning, the people of Thamud had been destroyed just a little while before them. So they were familiar with the destruction of the people of Thamud. Let's listen to the recitation. وَإِلَى مَدْيَنَ أَخَاهُمْ شُعَيْبًا قَالَ يَا قَوْمِ اعْبُدُوا اللَّهَ مَا لَكُمْ مِنْ إِلَهٍ غَيْرُهُ وَلَا تَنْقُصُوا الْمِكْيَالَ وَالْمِيزَانِ Wa'ya 
وَلَا تَبْخَسُوا النَّاسَ أَشْيَاءَهُمْ وَلَا تَعْثَوْا فِي الْأَرْضِ مُفْسِدِينَ بَقِيَّةُ اللَّهِ خَيْرٌ لَكُمْ إِن كُنْتُمْ مُؤْمِنِينَ وَمَا أَنَا عَلَيْكُمْ بِحَفِيظٍ قالوا يا شعيب اصلاتك تامرك ان نترك ما يعبد اباؤنا او ان نفعل في اموالنا ما نشاء انك لانت الحليم الرشيد قال يا قوم ارايتم ان كنت على بينه من ربي ورزقني منه رزقا حسنا وما اريد ان اخالفكم الى ما انهاكم عنه ان اريد الا الاصلاح ما استطعت وَمَا تَوْفِيقِي إِلَّا بِاللَّهِ عَلَيْهِ تَوَكَّلْتُ وَإِلَيْهِ أُنِيبُ وَيَا قَوْمِ لَا يَجْرِمَنَّكُمْ شِقَاقِي أَنْ يُصِيبَكُمْ مِثْلُ مَا أَصَابَ قَوْمَ نُوحٍ أَوْ قَوْمَ هُودٍ أَوْ قَوْمَ صَالِحٍ وَمَا قَوْمُ لُوطٍ مِنْكُمْ بِبَعِيدٍ وَاسْتَغْفِرُوا رَبَّكُمْ ثُمَّ تُوبُوا إِلَيْهِ إِنَّ رَبِّي رَحِيمٌ عليكم من الله واتخذتموه وراءكم ظهريا إن ربي بما تعملون محيط ويا قوم اعملوا على مكانتكم إني عامل سوف تعلمون من يأتيه عذاب يخزيه ومن هو كاذب وارتقبوا إني معكم رقيب ولما جاء أمرنا نجينا شعيبا والذين آمنوا معه برحمة منا وأخذت الذين ظلموا الصيحة فأصبحوا في ديارهم جاثمين 